Welcome to Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam, a podcast about navigating adolescence without losing our minds. Each week, I guide you around the teenage landmines with practical tips, simple solutions, and words of encouragement. I'm your host, Dr. Cam. Let's get on with the show. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. I'm your host, Dr. Cam, and today I have with me Trisha Cooper. And Trisha is a restoration coach, which we'll talk a little bit about what that means, but you help people rediscover and restore their life um, with adventure, purpose, and worth, things that are very needed. And you do this through like mental discipline and emotional awareness. And you are also a mom of seven, five of your own, two bonus kids, which is my new favorite way to phrase that. So we're going to talk about that too, because you've learned a lot by doing. And today we're really going to talk about how to help our teens find their unique gifts, their unique purpose, and to learn to appreciate that. So welcome, Trisha. Thanks for joining me this morning. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Thank you for having me here. I'm so excited to um, share um, just some of, some of my parenting skills that um, I have learned over the years. I have, like Dr. Cam said, I have seven children, ages 35 to 15. Four are my biological, two are bonus children from my husband, and then we have one precious China doll from um, China and she is 15. So we are um, amazingly blessed, but um, torn in so many different directions. Each child is absolutely uniquely made. And um, when you think about your emotions that go in seven different directions, really they go in nine because it has, um, they have their each unique purpose, but then you have your purpose that you think that they should go with. And then the dad has their purpose. And then if you're in a blended family, all of a sudden you have the, you know, the um, bonus parents that are there parenting along with you. So it is a hodgepodge and it's a big kettle, um, hopefully of love that you pour into these children. No matter the differences of the parents, we need to look at each child and know what is going to fill their worth tank, their security tank, their love tank, their purpose tank, their calling tank, their unique gifting tank. I mean, some of my kids are runners. Some of my kids could care less and are couch potatoes. Um, and, and there's no way that I could get them off the couch, but then there's children that I have that I couldn't even sit them on the couch for five minutes if I so, wanted to. Trisha, let's talk, let's, let's step back a second and tell us like how you came about this. Cause I know we were talking a little bit about how your kind of your journey to figure this out and where you were before, you know, and kind of like where your, your expectations and goals for your kids to where you've come now. So can you share a little bit about where you were to begin with, with the, you know, to start with your four, um, before, before you adopted your daughter and you had bonus kids, but just start with your journey. So, you know, when my kids were little, I and their dad had these 
expectations of each one. And one was going to be a doctor and one was going to do this and one was going to. And we found that they all had their own personal journeys and they were going to go through their own, you know, valleys and, and the pits that they were going to be stuck in and their mountaintops. And it was, um, we go into parenting with these dreams of grandeur and, oh my gosh, these children are going to be so amazing. And then they don't turn out that way. And I spent a lot of time um, crying and frustrated and fighting with my children about what I wanted from them. And I remember one day, one of my sons said to me, and you know, He's a doctor now. I mean, he is a doctor, but I remember him saying to me, you know, I have my own wife. Mm -hmm. And then my other son who was pursuing his PhD in clinical psychology, he was like, what you want from me is not what I want for me. And even though they turned out better when my hands were taken off of them because then they were really free to be vulnerable in their own spaces. They became their own authentic person. They became raw in their own self. And then they became transparent to me and to um, my husband so that we could raise them in what they were each individually supposed to do. I mean, we were like, y'all are going to go to the same college and you're all going to do this. And we were going to hold them pigeonholed just like this and it didn't work and then you throw bonus children into this oh forget about it because my bonus daughters also had a mom and I was not mom so as a strong-willed person I had to step back from that mm -hmm. and let mom be mom and dad be dad and let me be busy and make decisions for my own children and then you throw another child into that, and she's our daughter from China, and we then have to put, my husband and I had to put our parenting skills together, and he parented his children one day, one way, and I parented my children one way, and then we had to come together. I, I mean, all I can say and, and speak into that is allow them to make their mistakes and then use their mistakes to be life lessons that they don't want to do again. And all we can do, you know, my daughter said to me this morning, mom, is every day a life lesson? Is every time you talk to me a life lesson? Does it have to be a life lesson? No, I said, because if I don't teach you now, then the world is going to teach you their way and it might not be the wrong way. I'm your mom and I love you and I want the best for you. And my best is to love you right where you're at. And I can't ask you to be this up here because you're not ready for this. So I'm not asking you to be an adult. I'm asking you just to be a 15 year old that you let me just speak into right now. And then we'll be concerned about other things when you go to college or become a parent or whatever, but I can't talk to you about that right now because that's not where you're at. Hmm. So letting, you know, saying we need to kind of step back and let go and let them be who they are. Sounds great. It is not an easy thing to do, particularly when you're worried. And I talk to parents who are very worried that if they don't hold on tight and don't 
you know, strongly direct that their kids are just going to fly off into the universe and just kind of get lost somewhere. And so how do you, or how did you let go of this set expectation and be able to let them kind of figure it out with that inner like screaming going, but they need to be, you know, I need to make sure they're successful and they do this. And if I let go, they're just going to be lost. How do you get through that? Um, getting through it was my way wasn't working. My, you know, mm. my, my pigeonholing them wasn't working. Mm -hmm. So it was um, allowing them to just step out of my comfort zone, allowing them to push the boundaries of my comfort zone, but knowing that they were still safe in that. And one of the things that um, an example that I can use is two years ago, my husband passed away of ALS. So now I'm a single parent mm -hmm. and I have this 13 year old that was in a private school of four kids in her class. And now she attends a school of 2000 children. Mm. And I really needed her to be ready for the world, but I didn't know how to get her ready for that. And, you know, when she was in um, the confines of something very comfortable and very secure, I knew that I needed her that, that for her health and well-being, she needed to step out into, um, into the world mm -hmm. where I could still guide her. And I can honestly say, this kid is now an interact and model UN and they won state and she lettered in cross country and she, um, and she is in track. But on the first day when I dropped her off at this school, I had a panic attack and I said, nope, there's a, there's a, there's a um, private school right there. I'm going to enroll her in that and put her back in my, in my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And if I did that, she wouldn't be flourishing the way that she is and maneuvering through this life and making teen decisions that she's supposed to be making. And there's sometimes where I'm like, well, maybe she shouldn't be going to the school thinking like that. And then I think to myself, no, she needs to think like that so that I can teach her not to think my way, but to think for herself in a more healthy choice way. Mm -hmm. And so allowing them to step out of the boundaries of our comfort zone is, it's amazing. It's mm. amazing. Yeah. And I, I think one of the things too, is being able to appreciate who they naturally are, yes. right. And what their gifts are, even if it's not what you were anticipating, but I think finding value in who they are is so essential because when we're constantly telling them who we think they should be, we're basically telling them who you are isn't good enough for me. It's not acceptable to me. Yes. And that's a message that, you know, we're, we're trying to say, we think you have better potential this way and we want to make sure you're living up to your potential. But when we try to push them into our vision of their potential, we end up denying them moving into their full potential, which is probably far greater than what we have for them. Yeah. And in the same time, sending them the message that they're not okay, that they're not good enough the way that they are. Yeah. So how did you kind of come to that conclusion and how are you doing it differently 
now than you did before? Um, I think that one example that I can give is our oldest son went to this college that was amazing and he did really well there and flourished there. So we were um, on this mindset that our younger son was going to go there and he was going to follow that same path. And this younger son just said, I am not like my older brother. Mm. And so I have to do this my way. And so my husband went to the college of our younger son's choice. And my husband came back and said, obviously this kid knows what he wants and mm. what he's doing. And this college is way better than the college that we would have chosen for him. That was uncomfortable for us, first of all, to say that we were wrong. Mm. And second of all, to say, you were right. You know exactly what you want. And so for, you know, like for my oldest child, um, I always thought that she was going to turn out like this. She's turned out better than I could have expected because I thought she was going to be like the science person. There's no way this child is a science person. She is so creative and so thriving in the business that she is in. And I think to myself, I am so glad that I stepped back and took my hands off. But the thing that I think that's really important that parents need to hear is when we think our children are, are supposed to be in this mold and we keep them in this mold, they're never going to grow into who they really are purposed and supposed to be. And, and if we feel like we're constantly fighting them mm -hmm. then, and it's not working and they're not doing anything really wrong, like they're not getting into drugs or anything like that, but you are constantly battling, maybe it's because you're asking them to be who you want them to be mm -hmm. instead of allowing them to be who they want to be. And us getting out of their way and letting them explore and expand their boundaries because as a parent, that's always been a control freak. I love seeing my children flourish. I love seeing my 15 year old flourish and her have her own thought process. And I'm like, when did that happen? Yeah. And it makes me joyful now that they're flourishing and that I got out of their way. And I think that we, um, you know, we just kind of have to let go of that noose and that that choke collar that says you have to do it my way because I have lived life and I have done it this way. It, it doesn't work for them, especially not in this day and age of social media and technology and, and the, you know, Google and all of the wonderful tools mm -hmm. um, that can be bad tools for them. But I think that with us guiding them and, and there's a big difference between condemnation guidance and convicting guidance. And when we condemn them, we condemn that their, that their thought process or their uniqueness or their purpose is not worth anything to us and that they are unworthy of us, um, of them coming to us. And I think that we need to be more open with conviction and words of affirmation, mm -hmm. words that say, I hear you. Not only do I hear you, but I am listening to you. And when I listen to you, I am going to step back out of your bubble and I am going to allow you to step out of my comfort zone so that you can grow. And all I want to do 
is guide you. I don't want to pull the chain and tell you where to go. Moms and dads, it doesn't work. It literally doesn't work. Yeah, I, I've talked to kids who, I always use the word despondent because I can't think of a better word for it, but that feel despondent because their dreams have, they feel like their dreams have already been crushed. And I understand where the parents are coming from because a lot of times our kids have these very seemingly outrageous dreams. You know, I hear all the time they want to be a YouTube star influencer. Or they want to do like these things. And you're like, really, that's not going to happen. It's very unlikely. It's very difficult. And what happens though, when we do that is we crush yes. their dreams and they then become like, well, if all I have left is to be a lawyer, like mom and dad say I need to be, and I have no desire to be a lawyer, well, life sucks and I don't have anything to look forward to. And if we lean into, okay, you want to be an influencer? Cool. What does that take? What do you need to do? Because if we lean into what they want to be, even if it changes on a daily basis, right, then all of a sudden we're feeding into their dreams and they get room to explore and figure that out who they want to be. And they're excited. Yeah. Right. So I'm guessing when you've moved back, because this is one of the big things too. And I want to ask you about with motivation. So the things I hear parents struggling with a lot with their kids is motivation. When you stepped back and allowed them to do what they wanted to do, did you see any change in their motivation to do stuff? Yes. It basically what we said was, okay, if you want to do this, our youngest son was like, I think I want to do beats and I want to make music. And I think I'm really good at it. And we were like, okay. I mean, if you really think you're good at it and he really loved music, we were like, okay, what are the things that you need to do to do this? What do you need to have? And it was like, okay, it's going to cost him this. And he needed to buy this and do this. And we supported him but we weren't going to support him. Yeah. You know what I mean? He had to work towards mm -hmm. that goal. And, you know, after he figured out everything that was going to entail that and the cost, it was like, you know what? I like doing it, but it's not something that I want to spend my life doing. And I think that we have to really, as parents, encourage our children. There are so many naysayers. There are so many naysayers in our lives and we have it in our heads. Our if we think we have it in our heads, just yeah. think of the, you know, um, that itty bitty crappy committee that's in our heads. Our kids have it tenfold. And so when we're not supporting their big visions and their big dreams and their big aspirations, I think that parents, it says more about our insecurity than it does about them. Mm -hmm. And I think about the dreams that I had as a child and my parents were like, no, that you know, you, you can't do that. You're not smart enough, you're not. And I think to myself, I spent most of my life thinking I wasn't smart enough or, or good enough or you know, whatever it was. I tell my kids, if that's what you wanna do, how do we do this? Let's, mm -hmm. let's do it. I'm right behind you. I, in fact, I am leading the charge but you're going to do the work. Yep. I'm going to be your champion. Absolutely. I am going to help you. I'm going to guide you through this. I'm going to support you. I'm going to have do research, but you're going to have to put your money where your mouth is. How mm -hmm. are you going to support this? How is this going to support you? 
Um, and, and let's go for it. But yeah. I think that squelching our children's dreams, their hopes and their aspirations when they have them is, I think parents, it says more about us than it does about the dreams that they have feed into their dreams that are within the boundaries. If they want to be a YouTube star, you know what? If it's going to do something good for the world and it's going to inspire people, then yes, absolutely yes. But if it's going to bring people down and it's going to be something that's ugly and malicious, then absolutely not because there's nothing good in it. But if there's something that your child wants to do that has good in it, then why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yes. Get out of their way and step out of your comfort bubble. And yes, say yes. Be that yes, mom. Yeah, I, I love that. And I think it is so important. And I understand why parents don't. I get where they're coming from. And I know it comes from a right place. It comes from wanting our kids to make practical choices and not fail and not get stuck somewhere. But what we end up doing is actually creating that space more than preventing that space when we do that right so all of those things we're afraid of that has us kind of restricting is creating the things we're afraid of rather than letting them dream and i think that's a hard thing to process so trisha how do people find you where do they find you and exactly what do you offer people to help them with so um, like Dr. Cam said, I am a restoration coach. I take physical health and wellness and help people um, instill mental discipline. And in that process, there's an emotional awareness that happens. But what I do is I help people restore back and rediscover who they were. I help you rediscover your dreams and your purpose and your, your calling in your life so that you live each day that is an adventure mm -hmm. and exciting. You know, I think that too many of us get up and we're like humdrum. I feel like crap. I look like crap. You know, my day is going to be crap and it doesn't have to be that way. Even though we might live the same day over and over again, each day is an adventure in itself. So I help people restore joy, restore health, restore healing, healing with yourself mm -hmm. and then healing in your relationships. And I think that that's something that we need so much right now is we need to build a community and a tribe of people that um, are knit together and support each other, support each other's dreams and support each other's, um, you know, just having fun together and finding adventure together. So yeah, so that's what I do. I'm on Instagram at the Journey Series um, Fitness. I'm on Facebook at Trisha Cooper, and um, you can email me at the Journey Series at the Journey Fitness seven 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 at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Yeah, perfect. We'll put all that in the show notes um, so people can find you. Any parting words of encouragement for parents with teens before we say goodbye today? Yeah, I, I mean, I would just love um, for you to not be their friend, but be their guide, be their guide that affirms their dreams and loves them right where they're at. Just love them today. Forget about tomorrow because we don't know if it's going to come. Forget about yesterday because it's already water under the bridge just for today. Just love them today, affirm them today, and guide them today. You're not going to be their best friend, and that's okay. Just be their guide today, their love guide. 
I love that. Their love guide. Just focus on today, right now, not even later today, right now. Love them right now for who they are. That's beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much, Trisha, for jumping on and sharing your wisdom. Greatly appreciate it. And thank you, parents, for taking time out of your busy day to join us today. Really appreciate that too. Have a beautiful, pleasant, peaceful, calm day. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today on Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. Make sure to visit my website, www.askdrcam.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show again. While you're at it, if you found value in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, and hey, why not share it with a friend too? Be sure to tune in to my next episode. And remember, parenting teens may not be easy, but with my help, it can be a whole lot easier than this.